Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights the work of community leaders, tech entrepreneurs, nonprofit professionals, and talent development advocates in Tulsa. Grow With Us is a podcast of In Tulsa. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Daniel Jackson, the team lead at Campus Tulsa's Impact Academy for the summer of 2023. We discussed the Campus Tulsa Impact Academy project with Chaparlay, finding early career opportunities in Tulsa, and how building a meaningful skill set through internship prepares you for the future. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. I'm really excited to have you on. Thank you so much, Evan. Thank you for having me here, and I'm really excited. I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to allow you to tell your story um, uh, as in this intro, but I, I want to tell a quick anecdote um, of uh, your rise to fame in my, in my life where I was watching Reservation Dogs season two last Friday and saw a cameo. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was, it was a full on extra oh, yeah. scene um, with you. And that was really uh, exciting and special to see. So uh, as you get to know Daniel in this episode, um, then you get to go back <laughs> and yes. watch and watch your uh, extras, extra moment on that episode of Res Dogs. It's also just a great show in general. So I'm always happy to plug it. But Daniel, go ahead and uh, give us your introduction and tell us your story in whatever way you feel comfortable. Yeah. So my name is Daniel Jackson. I'm originally from Spalpa, Oklahoma. So just um, outside of Tulsa. And what I really love is that I come from OU. So I'm a rising senior. So I'm 21 years old and will be. Um, I'm a film and media studies major. And so my first language is movies. I kind of started there and entertainment as a whole. And whether that's writing, producing, um, business consulting, um, all of that is what I really loved about entertainment. So to have it come full circle in my current position right now, which we'll talk about, um, is really cool and is a bit different from everyone else I work with because it's a lot of uh, business majors, lots of engineers, um, strategy type of positions. But I think it's even more important that I come from like entertainment, like movies, like we're all exposed to it. So um, having that background, it helps me even more because I'm introduced to new sorts of topics and how I can integrate that into my own field, but also um, consulting and the business side is as well. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I love the following your interest. That's, right. that's like a really important thing for, I, I think, young people. And I really want to encourage anyone listening to this, that if you're kind of in that like stuck area of like, you know, I, I need money and I also have these interests. Um, there's obviously this like fine line of like, you know, monetizing your habits can be something that can destroy them. But I, I think figuring out like what those first steps look like is is really hard. But it's an important part of, you know, figuring out how you can find joy in work. And um, that's, that's always something that I want to encourage people to explore. So I, it, it's, um, it sounds like you've got the experience uh, of doing that already at, at, at a ripe young age. <laughs> right. Uh, so tell me a little bit about like, uh, 
OU and, and being a university student. Uh, I, I think you're actually the first university student we've had on the podcast. So, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I graduated high school in 2020 in a crazy year, obviously. So my freshman year was August of 2020, which is, I mean, you should have seen it. The universe was completely different back then and yeah. felt like a ghost town. But yeah, that's, um, I basically completed college throughout the pandemic and about to um, finish my upcoming senior year. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm an arts management minor as well, which is particularly handy, as we'll see. Yeah. And I just really fell in love with um, film even more. Um, I've gotten all my opportunities from OU, basically. So I really encourage people out there to, there, there's so many different ways to pursue your education, but just pursuing it is, I think, the most important thing, no matter what that looks like. And yeah, I've just gotten so many opportunities, whether it's the consulting stuff I'm doing right now and even the acting uh, stuff that you, that you mentioned at the top really came from OU at yeah. the very beginning because um, the professor who is obviously a renowned casting director is the one who introduced me to everything. So oh, that's awesome. So it really, everything that I've done so far and what I'll continue to do is because of OU and the opportunities that it's given me. Yeah, that's awesome. And so important. I think you're touching on a really impactful statement here. Just like pursuing your education is the first step and, and that can look like so many different things. Right. So um, whether it's the work, the work opportunities you get after that, or even just the connections that you make, it's really important to, to see that through. So let's kind of talk about your experience with Tulsa. You know, you grew up growing up in Sepulpa, not very far from here, but what has, how has Tulsa been a part of your, your story? Right. So uh, living in Sepulpa, it's a suburb of Tulsa, obviously. So when you want to go out, do fun things, you go to Tulsa if you're, <laughs> if you're bored of your hometown. So it's very that, and it's very, I've seen the evolution of Tulsa more than most people because, I mean, at one point in my childhood, I remember hearing downtown Tulsa, you can't go down there. It's, it's too dangerous. Mm -hmm. And now I obviously work there and do so many things there. So uh, seeing Tulsa just evolve, especially in the last few years uh, after the pandemic, we're booming in tech, we're booming in culture um, everywhere. And to see that um, transform while I was gone to at my university, um, it's been it's been amazing to watch because uh, my mom has worked in Tulsa, my uh, siblings worked in Tulsa, so it's really cool to see how this city in particular has uh, changed throughout the years, and to see that there are so many opportunities that have not been here before. But I think the next step is people need to learn about it and to understand that yes, you might have dreams to go somewhere or things you think you can't do here but the chances are you probably can do it here it's just the resources and opportunities to know where they are yeah navigating the landscape is such a hard part of it and that's honestly one of the reasons why i started this podcast is right. is just to understand you know who's doing what work where and how long have they been doing that work what's been the the reason for starting it was there a problem uh was there someone with a solution that, to that problem there's been so many ways that i've seen tulsa grow through, like you said, like entrepreneurship, the arts, is, which has kind of always been here, but the arts have grown in, in a different way. Um, another interesting point I wanted to point out is like, we are, so I graduated from high school in 2016 and was away from 2016 to 2020. And you graduated high school in 2020, right. you know, almost like 
our our stories and kind of our perceptions of Tulsa in, in this like early career part of early part of our careers um, doesn't overlap, but the sentiment's the same. Oh, we've seen Tulsa change. We've seen um, things happen here in the city that have affected people in our lives, or you know, people that or ourselves, I guess uh, technically, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is really cool. So I, I'm happy to to have that sentiment shared, and uh, I'm glad. That, I hope that other people feel that as well. So w- the way that I got connected with you um, is that you are a part of the Campus Tulsa um, and the OU Irani Institute Center for the Creation of Wealth. Which, if I miss that, you're on it. The, our Impact Academy, our Summer Impact Academy. So I'd love to hear from you how you heard about the Impact Academy and also kind of can you describe the basis of the program for our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So a part of the University of Oklahoma, it has a program there called ICCW, which you're almost there. The Ronnie K. Irani Center for the Creation of Economic Wealth. There it is. Um, yes. So it's basically a sector of the university that stems into innovative consulting. You do strategy and business uh, enterprise, and you basically get all the tools and resources you need to become a consultant and to think like a consultant. And instead of just a class structure or a classroom environment, you are literally on the field with um, three, four, maybe two other uh, students like you, and you have a real client you do as you've seen, you do multiple presentations throughout the, whether it's semester, in this case, Impact Academy is the summer term. So you work with a client and you give them uh, resources. And at the end of the term, whatever, whatever it's a semester or the summer, you provide them with your final presentation, which community members like you come out to see, and also a final report, which is basically, here's the tools and interviews and research we've all conducted throughout the summer and yeah you basically the client will receive that and then they have the next steps in order to expand or improve or where their situation is so in so i was a sophomore in college when i first learned about ou uh, iccw and it and i wasn't even exposed to the area at all i was just in the film and art sector but i heard about I was random. It randomly came to me in a spam email of all things. So, Love that. So Love that. you never turn, never think something is stupid because maybe a spam email will turn into something. So yeah, look at that listserv. <laughs> yes, and it's that program called Handshake. If you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I got a spam. It's like Impact Academy 2020, and I was coming home for the summer. It was my first summer back. I lived in Norman ever, uh, ever since. So I was like, I need a Tulsa gig for the summer, and yeah. this was it. Just a nine-week program, Tulsa. I was like, okay, I'll apply. So I was actually in the position of my interns right now a year ago in, uh, in June of 2022. So I was an intern. I worked with, uh, my client was actually 36 Degrees North. Oh, awesome. Who, um, yes, Abby and all of them at 36 are so um, impressive and what mm-hmm. they've done is so cool. So yeah, our client was 36 and we created a template for a future program that they will provide in the next coming years or so. So I was a part of the foundation of building that. So it's basically uh, projects like that. And they're, they range from, there's so many projects across the world, really, that yeah. ICCW is part of. And yeah, so I completed the uh, internship last summer. I had a great time. And I did another project with ICCW in January. 
and did that for the spring semester. And now I'm here back in Tulsa as a leader for three interns currently. And it's been great. That's awesome. Okay. The the full life cycle of that is really interesting because, you know, like within one or two projects, you're already kind of in this uh, position where you're providing guidance to people that are doing a similar program to you um, at the university level, which I find just really, really fascinating and just made her props to the university for seeing that as like an opportunity for students to really grow in their skills. I mean, I think uh, there's kind of like a running joke <laughs> in the business world, I guess, about like consultants and what they do. What do consultants right. do? <laughs> they tell people how to do their jobs or whatever. But I, I, I think that from a early career perspective, and you know, that was like a, a very dominant job industry for people from my university. Is like a lot of people go into consultancy. But I think for your intents and purposes, uh, I, I find there to be a lot more more value personally in like you're talking to local communities and local organizations and solving local problems that that's yes. kind of the the gist and the heart of why the ICCEW is established and at the university level um because not only does it provide that exposure it provides that experience for for folks like you and um students that want to have impact in a place in a and a community where they feel like they belong which is really really important Another thing that you uh, mentioned that I really wanted to touch on too was kind of uh, you have interns, your interns this summer, and there's a project that you're working on. So what are what's the project that you're currently working on, and um, what are you, what are you and your fellow interns doing this summer? Yeah, so currently there are three intern teams. Um, there are eleven ter- uh, interns in total, and it's four, four, three. So I have the team of three, which I actually prefer, <laughs> and. Yeah, so our client is uh, called J Parlay Artist Group. It's um, a founder-based organization. Um, Jerrica Wortham, she is this incredible artist and businesswoman who is very established here in Tulsa and knows everything about the arts industry pretty much and the art scene in Tulsa specifically. So J Parlay is this BIPOC-focused arts organization and their mission is to bridge basically local BIPOC artists with opportunities in Tulsa because the Tulsa art scene is booming and there's lots of excitement going, but there still lacks um, a fair amount of opportunity, especially for BIPOC artists and for kind of emerging artists because we, we've uh, interviewed uh, a lot of arts figures in the community and they state that they have problems with finding new and sustainable talent that stems from Tulsa because sometimes they'll be art and artists from out of state, but we really want to hone in and focus on the local art scene and building up artists from our hometown. And yeah, this summer we've done so many cool things. And a lot of this internship is conducting research, obviously, and a lot of that stems from interviews. So my three interns have, and they're all incredible and come from various backgrounds, which, and they all have different interests. Um, one is an artist, one is an avid writer, one's like an, this crazy smart engineer. So they all have varying interests and they come together as a team of unlikely friends. Companions. And, yes. <laughs> and they form this like super team and they just are incredible and I'm there to help every step of the way. And yeah, our client is so cool and it's amazing that we're creating kind of the first steps of this organization potentially becoming something 
that's not here yet in Tulsa, which I find inspiring that absolutely we're doing something no one else is doing, which is a big part of the consulting formula. Like, what are you doing that no one else is doing so you can stick out? Yeah. And that's that's what we're doing. And it's been it's been a great summer. And yeah, and once the internship is done, this client will just have so many resources that especially if it's a founder, like you just don't have the time or money, frankly, to yeah. do it. Yeah, go ahead and give your interns a shout out by name. I want to make sure they get they get their credit. Of course. Um, Sarah Allen, she is, um, she actually is from Tulsa herself and she goes to college in Dublin, Ireland because she's cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's incredible. A very smart reader, writer, and yeah, she's great. And we also have a Modest, who is um, an engineering student and biomedical. She's so good at uh, asking the right questions and knowing what to get out of things. And it's cool to see how someone from her background can easily just have the skills and everything she needs to know in arts. Because no matter what you do or where you come from, it's you can do anything if you have the right community and support behind you, which Absolutely. we all do. And then there is Miss Chidera, who is um, incredible. She is so funny, one of the funniest people I've ever met. <laughs> and yeah, she's been crucial. She is our finance woman. She is accounting major at uh, OSU. And yeah, they're all incredible. So thank you, those three, for giving me a great summer. That's awesome. No, I, I, there's so many things I want to touch on. Um, I want to just first start and say, like, the work that you guys are doing for your client um, is so amazing like you said like that that consulting formula does kind of infuse that you know what is what are we doing that nobody else is doing it's so it's it's so interesting because like something like uh what Japarle is doing feels so necessary it feels like well she's already doing something that nobody's doing but it there just needs to be more and so kind of from this consulting engagement it sounds like um you know she's getting the opportunity to outsource this labor essentially and and this brainstorming and understanding processes that um aren't in everyone's skill set i mean and and being able to take that back and and sit with it and decide how you're going to proceed with it is like really important it gives it gives uh, someone their time back um which you know in some ways is invaluable and um I also just love the uh the diversity of the group too you've got um someone from tulsa got folks that are international, um, folks that have even gone to school in at Tulsa. I think Chidera also went to TCC. So yes. she's been here as well. Um, there's this like melding of minds. Um, it's, it's something, it's something of note. I, th I think it's, it's definitely part of the Impact Academy's uh, bread and butter and, and how it sets itself um, uniquely apart. And kind of the last thing, like, you know, you being a part of this, uh, this process with them, it's so interesting because it, it's so um, it's such a mutual gain. The students that yeah. you're working with, the interns, they're getting the opportunity to to lead research engagements, like interviews. They're you know almost similar to this, <laughs> which is an opportunity that like it, it, it's so important to the learning process. They're also conducting research, um, like with and and you know creating projections. Oh, I was going to say too the um, presentations skills that you guys have and and that the other students have in the impact academy top 10 like phenomenal yeah, presentations it is impressive i was like uh, these are 19 year olds like this could have been given by 
I've seen worse presentations in oh, yeah. my in my career, like 100%. my adult my adult career, like really really notable uh, presentation skills. That yeah, everyone will have the opportunity to view the the final presentations on July twenty eighth at one p.m. We'll attach the little flyer to the show notes for this. But um, if you're at all curious about this work and this engagement, um, and and how these students have helped this organization kind of grow, grow or or at least think about growing. I mean that's that's another thing that I'm like just in awe about is how like sometimes you can be so overwhelmed with ideas and so many people coming in telling you to do this that and whatever. You guys have spent time with the founder and and with the organization to understand why why it's at where it's at, where it wants to go, the importance of why it needs to get there. You're interrogating all of those things that are so so crucial for growth that um it's just really, it's so, it's, it's impactful, pun intended. So kind of from your perspective, I, I'm just really curious, you know, how has working on this project exposed you to new problems and perspectives in the city of Tulsa? Yeah, totally. My first summer as um, an intern myself was um, really eye-opening. I saw, because the whole point of Impact Academy in Campus Tulsa is, of course, a partner with, and they uh, collaborate to create this impact academy that it really is an academy, even though it, you're working with real clients and you're not necessarily in a classroom setting, you're still doing the work that matters and you come out of it knowing so much more. So I came out of it with killer presentation skills, with uh, interviewing skills and just how to conduct research and how to basically just be more efficient in every, whether it's your organization or your written skills, they encompass everything. And it is a mutual gain, as you said, for everyone. Like the companies and organizations in Tulsa are getting gain from all this research that's being done. And um, the students themselves are like literally transforming once it's done. And it emphasizes talent retention, which I know is huge in Tulsa and something we're all striving for. Mm -hmm. And so it gives them more an incentive to be like, I can make a change anywhere, so I can make a change here in Tulsa. And that's what I've gotten from this summer especially, is that uh, it's helped me with even more so with my presentation skills and oral skills and all of that. But it makes me a better collaborator. It makes me a better uh, team player. It helps because I'm an introvert at heart. I like to be by myself and be at a computer and write for eight hours and call a day. But this <laughs> makes me get on my shell. Uh, collaborate with the community uh, and the arts is something I'm passionate about and yeah, it just makes you a better attentive listener and um, a collaborator. Absolutely. No, those are, those are in, invaluable skills. And I, and I do really appreciate for you kind of this ability to work in this business and consulting perspective on an art form and arts in general that you yes. also personally value, which is just amazing side tangent all my friends from college were all film and media studies majors so i think like hearing kind of your perspective on you know what opportunities you had available to them versus like kind of knowing what my friends have had exposure to it's so interesting to hear the different entry points into like this particular industry um but also just like how you can commercialize and i guess just create opportunities for yourself and what that entails i think you're 
your arts management minor uh, is like definitely something like such probably such cool classes that are helping you see like the future in this uh, industry. And that's kind of something that like, I don't, I didn't mean to bring up the writer's strike, but I'm going to Uh, like, it's something that I feel like the, that current, current events wise is being undervalued. The like personal ability to be, be a creative in this industry, Uh, the industry that isn't the one that we're typically talking about on this podcast, but the one that I do think, always intersects in terms of like art arts uh and the way that we express ourselves as humans like you know the the value that creating media and creating uh universal experiences or shared experiences and representing that is just so so important and i I see a lot of the value in that and it's all connected to kind of like the work that you're doing with japarlay and like how local artists can have that voice as well it's not just happening in Hollywood when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, artists not having the ability to find ex- accessible uh, paid opportunities to expand their art- artistic portfolio and, and create a living. They're having to sacrifice all these other things. And I don't know, not sorry to tan to tangent into that, but I, I just do find it all is connected when it comes to the way that you get to pursue your dreams. <laughs> yeah. A big topic we, uh, talk about amongst my team is what is the price point of art but there's so much more than a price point right there's the impact there's the community there's the not numerical figures that you have to consider especially in the arts industry that yeah it may not make this much money but it, it reaches so many people and that's why it's important so it's one of the complexities of our project is understanding the value of art and specifically local art and how uh, that builds up the local economy, the community, and uh, everyone at large. Absolutely. And I think that this last question kind of folds exactly into kind of what the goal and what, what you're, you guys are aiming for with this project. But what would you like to see come from this work? You know, what would, what would be the impact of actualizing the, like, the final presentation of what you guys have in Tulsa? How, it, how would that affect uh, Tulsa? Right. Yeah, for Jay for Jay Parlay in particular, it is uh, a really needed organization because uh, the arts in Tulsa. There, I think the average person who lives in Tulsa will know about First Friday and maybe PAC, some new museums, but they won't know that the extent of it. So, part of the issue that Jay Parlay currently faces is that they just don't have the support that they need. So, our team has researched and interviewed people to see how they can get that support. And we really want to be the first ones to introduce this idea of like an artist hub that where uh, artists can come together, specifically BIPOC. And that's another uh, huge issue in Tulsa, obviously. And so where these BIPOC artists can come together and create unique platform that lists all of them up, but doesn't combine them at the same time. Like we want to hear each of their individual stories, but we want to... Uh, showcase it around our community and uh, our economy will benefit from it if we just put the resources and funding behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the, the specific focus on the BIPOC community is is one that, you know, also is up for these contentious debates when it comes to um, like current events and things like that. But in the art, in the arts specifically, I, I think if anyone's an art historian out there, I'm I'm probably going to be speaking from <laughs> like my own interpretation of it or whatever. But um, 
you know, those voices, the importance of uplifting BIPOC voices is so, so important. When you look at museums, the history of what has been in museums, what is coveted in the art world is, is, is and has not been Black and Indigenous people of color in, in those spaces. And so how do we kind of create more, more equitable practices around art making, art production, art storing, art displaying, all of those things um, when it comes to like the visuals and uh, when it comes to, you know, just the craft itself. I think it's, it's so important to that Japarle is focusing on this and um, how can we do it? How can we do this? I, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the question uh, that's being attempted to answer. And there's also probably not one way. So the complexities of these problems are are large and grandiose, but um, we have to try. I, I, know, I know that's such a weird perspective to come from sometimes, like the, oh, you just have to try. But like in this day and age, like, you know, in, in a weird way, I feel like there's so much that so many people can do to uplift BIPOC voices. And if it's, if it's being a part of this conversation with Japarle and find and connecting them to resources or connecting them to that, that is a way that you can impact uh, a, a whole industry, a whole livelihood for folks um, is just supporting, is supporting the arts. So putting it simply support the arts. <laughs> yes. Get involved. Just be out there, reach out, do just show up. I think is the biggest, uh, the biggest takeaway from that. Absolutely. Daniel, it's been so great to have you on this episode. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I'd love for you to kind of tell us uh, as you're on your way out, kind of like any ways that people could get in touch with you or anything you would like to plug. The floor is yours. Of course. I will emphasize the final presentations on the 28th of July. It's You get to see my project and also two others that really will create change and impact right here in Tulsa. And it's really cool to see how these interns evolve and who knows, maybe one of the next major entrepreneurs is in that group. We just never know. And yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram. You can check out my show, Reservation Dog. No. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Evan, for having me. And I learned so much from this conversation and seeing the impact in our community and just knowing that the change is not only happening, but it's here. So yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Us. Grow With Us is supported by Intulsa Initiatives. If you are interested in learning more about Intulsa services for job placement and workforce initiatives, please visit talent.intulsa.com. From there, you can join our talent network where you will get access to our newsletter and our talent team will make sure we put the right opportunities on your radar. We put the choice to pursue a new career and opportunities in your hands. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. It really helps. Grow With Us is edited and engineered by Rant9 Productions and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us. Grow With Us.